But although we've already introduced him, uh, I think it'd be unfair of us not to uh, play the new intro that I've done up for him. So here we go. Oh, here we go. Here we go, Tim. <laughs> uh... Where's my gold? I love gold so much that I even lost my genitalia in an unfortunate smelting accident. Hence the name Gold Member. Tim, you can officially come in on the line now, mate. Uh, that's the newest and the latest. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. Um, please don't tell me you spent much time putting that together last night. Uh, no, I did it this morning. Took about five minutes. So <laughs> it obvious... sounds like it too. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's a clip if I've ever had one. Uh, do you want to kick off with Where's the Gold? Because this could be just the Where's the Gold segment from now on. No, we'll leave him go. I've spoken enough about him uh, through this week already. I was on Wednesday night trackside last night. We're talking about him there. So no, we'll leave him. We'll let his actions on the track do the talking uh, on Saturday at Launceston. Okay, mate. Uh, uh, <laughs> obviously, one of them's uh, from Austin Powers, and the other one was from um, oh, I can't even remember the show where he says, "Where's the gold?" Now. Uh, done well. We've got a bit to get through here, actually. So we'll kick off with uh, Major Moth. You've opened up your wallet again, have you? Yeah, I have. Yeah, no, you, if you know me, it's, uh, there's not usually a lot of money left in the account by the end of payday. So <laughs> keeping the wallet closed isn't a problem. Um, yeah, let's start with Major Moth. So, of course, he was scratched on New Year's Eve from the four-year-old Entires and Geldings Vic Bread final uh, due to some soreness in the leg. Uh, I just followed up with owner Len Parker yesterday just to get a bit of an update on where he's at. He's having a bone scan today at the Ballarat Veterinary Clinic, Toby. So that's probably underway now or it may have already been done or it's coming up in the next few hours. So they don't expect to find anything wrong with him. Um, he threw himself down in the float apparently on the way home after winning the semi-final on the 23rd of December. And I think they just tried to get him up for the final and he, he didn't come up. There's nothing major. They're not... They sort of can't really... They don't think there's anything wrong with him, but they want to do a full bone scan and just check that there's nothing... No hot spots that show up so they can press on with the campaign because, you know, you'd hate to get... You know, start getting him up to fast working and then uh, and discover a problem. Problem. So um, that'll probably rule out... Well, it certainly will rule out any plans of a Ballarat Cup appearance, but... I guess the Hunter Cup's still a very slim possibility and then they'll be looking at races probably like the Miracle Mile qualifiers and stuff up in Sydney. So at this stage right now, it's all positive with Major Moth, but it's just a precautionary bone scan to, to make sure they can press on. Mate, uh, it's a big operation to move a whole suburb of Melbourne all the way to America. Yeah, with uh, <laughs> uh, Cranbourne, the former Kiwi pace you're talking about. Yeah, I am, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, it's one of those horses you've got to actually, when you say Cranbourne, you've got to actually put it at the end. I'm talking about the horse, not the track <laughs> or the place, because people look at you weird. But yeah, so those that follow New Zealand racing will know about Cranbourne. He's a free-for-all pacer over there. He's won about 12 races from 40-odd starts. Um, he has landed at David Aiken Stables up uh, in Avenal. He's been there about three weeks, and he will. he's drawn barrier four for his Australian debut in the Shepparton Gold Cup on Saturday night. So that'll be his first appearance 
here. Um, look, he's not going to be in Victoria or Australia all that long. Uh, Aiki will actually travel with the horse over to the USA. I think uh, a bit of a working holiday for him. He'll take him over there um, to leave him with uh, the new owner of the horse, one of his friends that they go back a long way, Steve Finkelstein. He's an American who buys and uh, buys a lot of horses and races. And I think the most recent one that people would remember uh, is Leonidas. Um, oh, yeah. Yep, he yep. raced here and then he, he raced here for Aiki and then went over to, to Steve and he's doing a fantastic job um, over there in the USA. So, yeah, Cranbourne will follow you know, a similar path. He'll race here. Uh, Shepherd and Cup, I'd expect, you know, races like the Ballarat Cup, um, some other features, and then he will head to Sydney with him and have a crack at the Miracle Mile qualifiers there as well. And um, from there, Aiki basically thinks he'll probably stay in Sydney and head off in late March to the USA, and we um, we won't see him here in Australia anymore. But, yeah, he'll be a great little addition to the free-for-all big features here for the next sort of, what, two months or so. And, um, yeah, really looking forward to seeing how he steps out on Saturday night. One of two runners for David Aiken, of course, with Max Delight drawing barrier eight. Uh, Anthony Butt taking over from Lance Justice? Yeah, he uh, he is now the new president of the Victorian Trainers and Drivers Association. I got this news through yesterday, had a bit of a yak to ants about the role. He uh, actually filled a similar role as vice president uh, for the New Zealand branch when he was over there. And he was actually a president of their uh, of the Canterbury province, I think he said, so that they had it in divisions over there. And he was a president of the, the region, I guess, and a vice president of the overall New Zealand Trainers and Drivers Association. So he takes over... Uh, as Victorian Trainers and Drivers Association President from Lance Justice, who did the role, I'm told, somewhere in the vicinity of 13 years, so more than a decade for sure, though. And, uh, yeah, he steps aside from that top job, but he stays on the committee to help out. So, Ants will be President of the VTD. Steve Cleave and Joe Pace are Joint Vice Presidents, and Steve Warren stays on as Secretary Treasurer. He's been there a long time, too, I reckon, Steve Warren. I reckon he has, yeah. 100%. Hundred uh, percent. Did we get through all that quicker than I thought, mate? We might have. Um, do you want to talk about Melton? Oh, Melton, the Melton track. Yeah, what's going on with the Melton track? Yeah, well, you, you, a few people might be saying, why aren't we racing at uh, headquarters at the moment? So, of course, the last meeting there was on New Year's Eve, the Vic Bread Finals, the twelve Group Ones. Uh, Jordan Robinson, the, the track curators, started works on. It's been planned for a while, and I think it's something they've wanted to do for a, a long period of time. But it's Basically, some work from the base of the track, um, which will just sort of iron out any inconsistencies uh, on the surface. I don't think it's something that was, you know, absolutely 100%, you know, desperately needed. But uh, given there's a bit of a space in here with the Country Cups taking over the Saturday nights, um, they've decided to do these works. And it'd obviously be great for the the track going forward. And uh, I'm sure Jordan would be able to explain it a lot better than me. But... Yeah, basically there's some works on the base and we won't be racing at Melton until January 20 at this stage. So it's all on track hopefully to get back racing at Melton on the 20th of January. And then we've got the big meetings, of course, uh, February 3 and 4. Great Southern Star and Hunter Cup to look forward to it's all at on, uh, Tabcourt Park. It's all on track, is it, mate? Uh, well played. I'm not even going to expand on you, that joke. That's you said good. it. You said it, not me. <laughs> Did I? Yeah, you said it. Actually. <laughs> <Maybe> I... <laughs> Unintended, um, obviously. An unintended pun. Um, anyway, all systems go for Melton, but we won't be racing there for uh, another eight or so days at this point in time. You, you, you know on MasterChef and sh- all the cooking shows, 
they always talk about you got to taste it as you're cooking. You know, have a yeah. little spoonful, have a little spoonful. Well, each morning, Jordan Robinson, the um, track manager at Melton, goes out as a little spoonful of the sand off the surface just to see <laughs> see if it's all okay. I'm telling you, the bloke is the bloke is absolutely. Uh, outrageously. He lives and breathes it. Oh, I know he, he lives and breathes it. Do you he, reckon he goes to those extents? <laughs> I, I tell you, if I saw him have a spoonful of the sand, I wouldn't be that surprised. He absolutely no. takes it, uh, like treats it like his own kid, that track at Melton. <laughs> yeah, I, like I did know that, you know, he's passionate <laughs> about the, the game. Um, so we might, if we can get him on radio at some point, you might have to put that oh, question to him. No, no, I had him on for, oh, geez, two years ago for nearly about 40 minutes. Did he sample all the? Did he talk about the taste of all the tracks around Victoria? <laughs> no, no. The, he doesn't. He does a little bit of going around to the other tracks and helping out. But there's another man, um, Tom Byrne, that's uh, based in Bendigo, and and he's he's a vastly different person to Jordan on the surface, but underneath they're quite similar. Actually, he's got a mad passion for tracks as well, and he spends a lot of time going around track by track as well, and just looking after all the uh, country tracks. Well, that's what we want, people with a bit of passion, so that's good to hear. But uh, all systems go there. Now, before, I'm probably out of news, but tell us, this game plan you delivered yesterday, Yep, I'm told it went all right at Geelong last night. Yeah, 5.25 return for the 200 spend. And uh, what, uh, what is... Who was the horse that got you up? Uh, it was a Quinella, uh, Alonza mm-hmm. and Jets Art. Well, you would have been happy when they absolutely dawdled through the middle stages of that race, leader leaders back. Well, that's what I said would happen, uh, and that's yeah, why I, was, that. I backed Jets. I had Jets Art fifty to win and fifty on the Quinella, and we backed. Uh, we had a hundred the win on Tyab Wonder in second. So yeah, we, I was on him. We were pretty close to a really big collect, but uh, it's funny, you know. I go on radio and and I put it out on radio, put it out twice during the show yesterday. And then there's, there's, there's clowns on, on Twitter saying that it wasn't made public. Well, it was on radio, on public radio twice yesterday. So I don't know where people oh, come no. up with this crap. Yeah, they're shocking people. I don't know who they are. So uh, unless, you, unless you're going to name and shame them, you might just move on. Yeah. I, where did at Chrissy Monal come from? I know you're from Pomonal, so it's, so it's a play on Pomonal. But where did the Chrissy bit come from? Yeah, it's a little bit of a long story, but um, we had a greyhound race uh, for us, Dad and me, going back 15 or so years ago called Chrissy Monal. Um, okay. so that's where the, the Twitter handle comes from. But the, yeah, you're right. So the greyhound was two words, Chrissy and Monal. Um, we've got good friends in Pomonal who we used to basically, the the bloke, John Rudolph, we used to call him, he used to call himself the sheriff of Pomonal. So we called him Johnny Monal. Um all the time, and the Greyhound, uh, we submitted Johnny Mona as the name for the Greyhound, but we didn't quite look into it enough, and we didn't realise it was a female Greyhound, so <laughs> we couldn't have Johnny Mona. We had to go with Chrissy Mona, his wife. So, and then that, uh, Chrissy, okay. that's, that's the end of the story. <laughs> so Chrissy Mona stuck uh, for the last uh, 15 years. Very good, mate. Uh, best of luck with Where's the Gold on Saturday night at Launceston, and no doubt we'll be hearing that peacock if it wins. No doubt. Nice to be on. Good on you, Tim. I'll catch you next week if I don't see you before him. See you, mate. Good on you.